Hello, and welcome to the British English Podcast with your host, me, Charlie Baxter. And uh, today is an episode all around Charlie Chatter. Chatter with Charlie. And if you don't really know me yet, if you haven't really heard many episodes, I recommend you listen to this one another time, perhaps, because this is conversations revolving around me, my thoughts, my life, a bit like a blog in the form of a podcast. Uh, This is because something has happened for me recently and I wanted to get it off my chest to tell you about it. It's a big part of my life and I feel like uh, you as a listener of the British English podcast are well and truly a big part of my life because, um, you know, this is my full-time job now. It's been my full-time job for, I'd say, almost a year now. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about things that have been going on in my life. And there is a little bit of a cultural element to it, as always. But um, mainly, we're going to be focusing on uh, a blog-style conversation and plenty of language will pop up naturally. So yeah, welcome to Charlie Chatter. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Where should we begin? So I'm currently sat in uh, a little cupboard in the office in my apartment. It's a little bit more glamorous than a cupboard because it has foam all around it and a laptop in there. And it's called my sound booth. And I've grown very fond of it over the year that has been the British English podcast. Yeah, so I'm sat here catching up with you guys, uh, telling you about the last couple of weeks because they've been pretty exciting for me. I've been planning on um, proposing to my girlfriend, or now my fiancé, because I asked her to marry me two days ago. But let's rewind. Let's get in the time machine together and go back a couple of weeks. This was just before her birthday, and that was the plan, to trick her, to, you know, make her think that it was just going to be a birthday present kind of event. Um, I I decided to book an Airbnb down in a beach resort uh, about three hours south of Sydney. I booked that thinking, fantastic. She'll be thinking that, you know, he surprised me with a lovely birthday present and maybe he'll ask me to marry him. He'll pop the question down there because we've been together eight or so years Uh, She knows that I want to ask her, but it's just about figuring out when and where. And also, there's a tradition with mostly within the UK. Um, I've asked some other people from different cultures, and they said that it's kind of like a tradition that they think is a little bit outdated. But within my group of friends and family, it's the done thing to ask for the uh, father's permission before you ask the daughter to uh, marry you. You know, we're talking about traditional heterosexual uh, marriages here. And uh, for that reason, you normally need to do it face to face. But I'm in Australia. Her parents are in the UK. So, yeah, I've been waiting for a while. But, you know, COVID and that, I had to swallow a bitter pill and uh, do it via video 
Skyping him. But actually, I Skyped him and her mum. So I, I Skyped both parents because, you know, we're in the 21st century now. It's not all about the man. You know, the the mum probably wants to know who her daughter is is marrying as well. So, yes, I asked both of them. And um, the conversation went pretty smoothly. I felt like uh, I had a lot to say to them because I, I wanted to explain why it's been so long. And, you know, it's not to, not because I didn't love her or anything like that. It's because of various other reasons. And, yeah, I had a little thought about what I'd want to say. I was worried about not being able to say what I wanted to say because when I get a bit emotional, I start to fuck things up. But things worked out. I managed to say exactly what I wanted to say. It was great. And they seemed to receive it well. So uh, they gave me their blessing to go and ask her for her hand in marriage. Forward wind uh, a couple of weeks. Stacy, my girlfriend at the, at the time, was saying, hey, you know what? We should go to Jarvis Bay. This is the bay that I just booked uh, for her birthday. So she was looking at Airbnb to try and book to go away before her birthday to the same place that I was booked to go on her birthday. So I was like, right, I've got to confess that I've booked to go away there. So the cat was out of the bag for the fact that she was knowing that she was going to a beach resort. And I don't just book beach resorts willy nilly. So she very much was, you know, suspicious of this. She was like, it's not my 30th. It's just a 32nd birthday. It's not a big birthday. So I reckon he's going to ask me to, you know, marry him. But I had a trick up my sleeve because I was not planning on asking her on that weekend. I let her assume that she was going to be asked at some point. And during that weekend, when we went away, um, it was absolutely pissing it down. So it was really not the most romantic setting. We were at a beach resort and we had nothing to do other than go in some sea kayaks while it was really chucking it down. So we had our anoraks on. We um, were in a group of other people. And it was more action-packed rather than romantic in any sense. And there were a couple of moments where I think she thought that I was going to ask the the question, going to pop the question. And I knew that she would hate it because she doesn't like to be in, uh, you know, in public uh, with this kind of thing. She would she would hate that. Like if I asked her in a restaurant, she would find it very um, upsetting that she was causing a scene. So I've managed to trick her for those two days before her birthday. Then her birthday was on the Monday. So we came back from the beach resort and I had planned for her to go on a bloody seaplane. So I I found a pilot that did a seaplane, you know, one of these planes that lands on the sea and then flies off on the sea. I've never been in one before. It was just a complete novelty to me. But I thought, wow, what a grand gesture that would be. And in Sydney, you see this seaplane coming in and coming out of the harbour most days, or I do at least. And I, I thought, wow, that would be really special. So I got in touch with that pilot. He cost an absolute fortune. But, you know, it's a bloody seaplane. So I kind of thought, fair enough. So I booked that, didn't tell her. And then comes to her birthday. She's like, so, um, you know, don't have any plans. And I've booked the day off. Shall I, um, shall I book something for us to do? And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, what, what do you have in mind? 
and she said, oh, I'd love to do some more sea kayaking at four in the morning to see the sunrise under the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Wouldn't that be nice? Did you know that we have a 45-minute-long audiobook that also comes with an e-book to read along with, teaching you 10 of the most useful idioms that you can use to sound like a native-level speaker? You know, the next time that you want to impress someone, be it for a job interview or an English exam, like the IELTS test, then you can whip out one of these phrases and really wow them. We've selected these 10 because they're daily idioms. They're ones that you can use in many, many situations. So you won't be wasting your time learning a random idiom that you'll you'll never really get the chance to use. And the even better news is that we're giving this audiobook and ebook away for free. And all you need to do is find it in the show notes of this episode. Head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com and find it in the homepage. Or just like the free worksheet for this episode, go to thebritishenglishpodcast.com forward slash freebies. That is F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. And she said, oh, I'd love to do some more sea kayaking at four in the morning to see the sunrise under the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Wouldn't that be nice? And I'm not the biggest morning person. So 4am, that was pushing it for me. But obviously, it's the day that I've got to uh, make her <laughs> say yes to me. No, she's not a diva. She sounds like a diva right now. She's not. She's she's a very, very easy to get along with, delightful human that I'm very, very happy to um, now be engaged to. But yeah, on her day, I wanted to make it special. So I said yes. I said yes to that and I booked it. <laughs> that wasn't cheap. And then uh, I also booked for her to have a birthday cake on the sea kayaks they, they give you this coffee as well it's, it's, it's pretty impressive they give you coffee and cake on the harbour in a kayak in a little small group and again there was a moment where the the, the leader of the group brought me and Stacy over exclusively to give us the cake but he was hiding the cake and he said right I've got something for you Stacy come on over here and Charlie yeah you come over here and I knew she was like, oh, my God, he's going to do it now. He's going to ask. He's going to ask now. No, 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 not in front of these six strangers. But I didn't. I didn't. It was just the cake. So it was a happy birthday cake. Lovely, jubbly, done. Tick. But she gets back. She's like, oh, I want to book an exercise class. Yeah, I'm going to book an exercise class at around 11 o'clock. I'll do some Pilates. Lovely, lovely. Now, the seaplane was taking off at 11.15, so I had another little predicament on my hands. I had to somehow tell her, no, you can't exercise, and we're going to go to a place 30 minutes away by car. So I thought, okay, she likes to see family on a birthday, so I'm going to pretend that I've booked brunch with my cousins, who live in Sydney, um, over in that direction and there was a restaurant right next to the sea plains dock if you will um so i thought that that actually works out well i told her that she said okay that's lovely that you surprised me thank you very much i won't book the pilates and then she um opened up instagram and she had already posted about the sea kayak and i had given her a happy birthday little hat and my cousin had commented saying oh whose birthday is it Oh, for 
God's sake, I couldn't catch a break. So then she goes, does he know that we're coming to see him? And I had to pretend that he was pretending. I was like, ah, oh, he's he's bluffing you there. He he knows what he's doing. Very good. Well done, him. But secretly, I was, you know, clenching my fists, thinking, damn him. Damn him for doing this to me. So we got to the, the restaurant. I can see the seaplane. The pilot is like thinking, hang on, where's this guy? He's meant to be here. We're going to be taking off any second. In my head, I thought it would be fun to say, oh, no, they've just text saying they can't make it. And then I'd say, oh, I'm so sorry, love. Well, hang on. Why don't we just get a seaplane? That would be fun. And then she'd be like, what? You're crazy. That is so expensive. And you've got to book like a month in advance. God. And then I'd take her there. And, and then she'd be amazed that we were able to just step into this tiny little aircraft, just us and the pilot, and fly around the harbour and up to the northern beaches. Unfortunately... It came out a bit different. I said, oh, no, they just text to say that they'll be 30 minutes late to brunch, which Stacy responded with. Oh, OK, well, let's just wait here then. Stupid old Charlie. I was in a stalemate situation with a seaplane pilot ready to take off and a girlfriend who was just happy to wait outside the restaurant for my cousins. Luckily, a celebrity walked past at that exact moment and distracted us, which allowed my brain to kick into gear and for me to reach into my pocket and pretend to get another text saying what I originally wanted to say. So I said, oh, no, they've just texted again and said that they actually don't think they can make it after all. Her response was, OK, well, let's just go in and eat together. I prefer it just being you and me. At that point, I gave up. I said, Stacy. I booked a seaplane. We're going on a seaplane. There was no brunch. Forget the restaurant. We're going down this walkway here. Come on. <laughs> and thankfully, her response was well worth it. She was absolutely gobsmacked and it was really sweet to see her reaction. So then we met the pilot who was probably the most charismatic seaplane pilot I have and will ever meet. And he invited us into the tiny little fuselage, just literally two seats and then the pilot's seats up in front so he um yeah turned the motors on whooshed us up into the sky and then we traveled north weaving in and out of the the bays which was absolutely stunning i'm normally a bit stingy with my money but i thought this is actually worth every single penny so uh yeah i was very happy uh, i was a little bit nervous coming towards the landing part but yeah, surprisingly smooth. Very, very smooth indeed. Uh, and he landed right next to Palm Beach, which is close to where they film an Aussie soap opera called Home and Away, uh, which actually threw another spanner in the works because I was planning on asking her, asking Stacey to, to marry me on that beach. But a big section of it was roped off for filming. And again, if you remember, Stacey certainly doesn't like to cause a scene. So I was needing to find a way around this cornered off section to get to the location where I thought would be suitable. We eventually managed to find a way through, but it was on sand. And at the moment, Stacey is suffering with a, a problem with her Achilles uh, she's torn something in her Achilles and she's not allowed to do any yoga at the moment or anything that uh, involves using 
um, an extension of the ankle and walking on sand going uphill is definitely not advised by her physio. So she was a little bit um, cautious of that, but I managed to encourage her to do it. We got to this spot and then there was loads of seaweed and it was really windy. It was almost, no, it wasn't cold, but it was just very loud. That was the other thing. So I had a video. I made a video of all of her friends from home and family members saying happy birthday to her. Um, And the plan was to get her up here on the seaplane, sit her down in a nice spot, show her the video of her friends and family, and then ask her after the video. Um, So I needed to find a place that was suitable for her to be able to hear this video. And, And yeah, it was just really, really loud. So I suggested that we hike up the hill, which didn't go down well, again, because of her injury. Plus, I had told her that we had a booking with a a fancy little restaurant um, that was yeah in about 30 minutes. And she is much better at calculating times than me. And she was like, "It, it will take us 45 minutes to get up the hill and 45 minutes plus extra five minutes to get down. So we will actually miss the restaurant booking entirely. So I don't think we can actually go. Sorry, love. I was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fine. Um, So I was a little bit lost as to where to take her. I kept going though. And then miraculously, this perfect little, almost like a garden, but in the form of a beach. It was like just set back from the, the, the main beach there was like a, a row of um, trees and, and bushes. And then, yeah, this secluded little patch of beach. It was almost like a sand dune and no one was around. It was a Monday, so it was it was pretty quiet. No one was around. There was no sound. You know, the, the, the sound of the waves crashing down were removed because of the sound barrier of the bushes and the trees and stuff. So it was perfectly silent and it was it wasn't even windy. It was absolutely perfect so I sat her down on the picnic blanket gave her my iPad that had the video loaded and ready to play and she bloody loved it it was fantastic and I was amazed I was like oh my god this plan is actually working out and then just before the end her mum said something along the lines of um, make sure that you enjoy your day today and I think Charlie's got something to say to you. So why don't you look up now? And I was there on one knee with a ring in my hand. And I managed to say a very romantic couple of words, not too much, made it succinct, which I thought was important. And uh, yeah, we had success. We had a yes from Stacey and we had a crying Charlie because I get a bit emotional about these things. But going back to the succinct thing, I had written a whole little blurb about it um, a couple of days before. And then I came back to it. I was like, this is so long. This is like an essay. She's going to be awkwardly waiting for me to say the question. You know, I'll be on one knee. I'll have the ring in hand. She'll just be waiting for me to say, will you marry me? So, yeah, let's scrap all that. I'll just say two sentences about how I would feel like the luckiest man alive to call her my wife. And uh, so, Stacey, will you marry me? So I went straight to it and uh, very happy that I did. And then put the ring on and realised the video went on for 16 minutes and we're late for dinner. So as she said, in true Charlie style, we had to uh, hurry down the the hill. We got very sweaty, actually, because it was pretty hot by then. And then we arrived at the restaurant 10 minutes late and uh, the, the flight was probably in 40, yeah, 45 minutes. 
So we had we had about 40 minutes to scoff our way through a ridiculously nice meal, which, as one of my friends pointed out, the best way to enjoy a gourmet meal is to shove it down your face within five minutes. Uh, so, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But nonetheless, it was a success. Yeah. So we got back on the seaplane and uh, went back home. Amazing trip back. And then we had another meal in the evening, which, to be honest, we didn't really focus on because we were just busy telling everybody, um, you know, that we had just got engaged. So, yeah, that I feel like is uh, the end of my story. I'm now engaged. Can't believe it. It's It's been so we met in 2012. So we've been dating for almost 10 years and we've been living together I think six or seven years. So it's been a long time coming for me. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit weird to call her my fiance. Uh, that word, most people react to it as if it's a little bit of a cringy word. It's a little bit pretentious to say, oh, yes, my fiance. Oh, yes, my fiance does this. My fiance works in banking. My fiance went on a business trip the other day. Oh, did you know that my fiance does this? So, yeah, most people find it a bit annoying. Um, but I, it probably says something about me. I actually quite like the word fiance. She's my fiance. Because I feel a little bit childish saying that she's my girlfriend. You know, I'm 31. She's 32. She's not getting any younger. She's a bloody fiance. So, yeah, she's my wife to be. We're engaged. Hallelujah. And that is the end of this bite sized episode, I think. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening until the end. I hope that it wasn't too much of a ramble and uh, that you enjoyed some of the vocabulary that I used along the journey. Normally, I script things a little bit more, but this one, I just went for it. Just, yeah, tried to see what I could come up with. So you'll probably notice that it was a little bit more clunky than usual, but there we go. Remember that this episode comes with transcripts and glossaries. So if you wanted to get that, head over to the premium podcast on thebritishenglishpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a lovely week ahead of you. I'll see you next time. My name is Charlie and uh, you've been listening to the British English Podcast. Podcast.